Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, superstar Ricky Martin slams and kills a religious freedom bill in Puerto Rico. Brazil's high court adds homophobic and transphobic crimes to the South American country's racism laws. We remember that bisexuals are part of Pride Month, too. And Grammy Award winner Billy Porter drops a new LGBTQ Pride anthem. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. If you ever needed an example of how social media and celebrity can, in fact, help us in our fight for equal rights in the LGBTQ community, international pop star Ricky Martin put those powers front and center this week. Lawmakers in Puerto Rico had crafted House Bill 2069, which would allow government employees to refuse to serve citizens if they believe it clashes with their deeply held religious beliefs. In other words, a license to discriminate against gay people. On Tuesday, Puerto Rico's House of Representatives approved the legislation and the bill was headed to the Senate. The bill sparked fierce outcry from civil rights groups and LGBTQ activists on the island, as well as U.S. Democratic presidential candidates Julian Castro, Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders, who voiced their opposition to the legislation. And so, just days after Ricky Martin had led the 62nd National Puerto Rican Day Parade, he took to his social media to publish an open letter criticizing House Bill 2069. He wrote, While the world calls for equality, respect for diversity, and the defense of human rights, members of the Senate and the House of Representatives and the governor of Puerto Rico are pushing for a measure that goes against all of the above and it encourages division, prejudice, hatred, and the lack of respect for individuality. It does so under a premise that undermines the constitutional protections against discrimination on the basis of race, sex, or belief, and in its place justifies an irrational protection of the religious convictions of government employees. Martin went on to say that HB 2069, filed at the request of Governor Ricardo Rossello, achieves nothing more than opening the doors to hatred towards anyone who doesn't share the same ideology, who simply belongs to the LGBTQ community, or who don't have the same skin color amidst many other discriminatory measures. In simple language all can understand, Martin declared, Authentic religious freedom calls for respecting everyone equally. Martin said he is vehemently opposed to the proposed measure, which he felt was being imposed under the guise of religious freedom, which he said, quote, degrades us as a society and projects us to the world as a backwards country, unwilling to honor the basic constitutional right of individuality. In closing, Martin wrote, This movement is not representative of the Puerto Rico that we all love, defend, and hold so dear. We call on the Senate, the House, 
and Governor Ricardo Rossello to reject this effort, which is an open door to hatred and discrimination. And just hours after Martin's letter was released, Governor Rossello asked legislators to shelve the bill, saying in a statement that, quote, instead of reaching a consensus on a basis of mutual respect, it provokes the division of our people. Rossello had apparently told legislators he would sign the bill if they would also approve legislation that would ban so-called conversion therapy in Puerto Rico. Now, as I've said many times on the Randy Report, conversion therapy is the harmful practice of attempting to change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. It's been widely denounced by major medical organizations like the American Medical Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics. In the aftermath of the Religious Freedom Bill, Rossello asked lawmakers to shelve that bill as well. Rossello had already banned conversion therapy via executive order in March, and that will stand. Now that's what I call using our powers for good. Bravo, Ricky Martin! Brazil's high court has ruled that acts that discriminate against LGBTQ people will now be included in the South American country's laws prohibiting racism. In an 8-3 vote, Brazil's Supreme Federal Court agreed to criminalize discrimination against LGBTQ people. Passed in 1989, the country's statutes outlawing racism allow prison sentences for up to five years. USA Today reports that Justice Carmen Lucia noted in a ruling that the LGBT community is treated differently in Brazil's discriminatory society and, as a result, face a higher rate of violence. It's worth noting that although Brazil legalized same-sex marriage in 2013, violence against LGBTQ individuals is common. Grupo de Bahia an organization that tracks LGBT hate crimes reported in January 2018 that there were 387 murders in Brazil during 2017. All of those were directly related to homophobia or transphobia. In 2018, the number of LGBTQ people murdered rose to 420. Activists say the increase in violence correlates, to some degree, with the election of virulently homophobic President Jair Bolsonaro, who took office in January this year. Bolsonaro has made no secret the disdain he holds for LGBTQ people. His record as a lawmaker includes a long history of anti-LGBTQ votes, and he promised to erase pro-LGBTQ and pro-women movements during the 2018 campaign. In a 2011 interview, he told Playboy Brazil he would prefer to have a dead son than a gay son. And the new president has also downplayed gay tourism in his country. In April, he told Crusoe magazine, if you want to come here and have sex with a woman, go for your life. But he added that Brazil cannot be a country for gay tourism because we have families here. Predictably, Bolsonaro criticized the ruling saying it could hurt people who identify as LGBTQ. He told reporters that the ruling could lead to employment discrimination against the LGBTQ community, saying employers might think twice before hiring a gay person out of fear they could be accused of homophobia. I think LGBTQ people will stick with Brazil's high court and the new legal protections.
Helen Parshall penned an essay for the Human Rights Campaign that reminds how pride can be a hard time for those who fall within the bisexual, pansexual, queer, and sexually fluid community. Studies have shown that bisexual people make up nearly 50% of the LGBTQ community, but often they're made to feel like they're not queer enough. They face skepticism, harmful stereotypes, and can be ignored and excluded from LGBTQ spaces. Bi people are often invisible to each other also, and all these things can make going to your first pride feel incredibly daunting. Wherever you are in your journey with bisexuality is exactly where you're supposed to be, and pride is a celebration of your identity too. Partial shares that she attended her first Pride when she was 22 years old. It was just weeks after coming out as bisexual to her family, and she was planning to celebrate with other queer and bisexual friends, who canceled at the last minute due to bad weather. Seeing her disappointment, her father asked if he could borrow one of her Human Rights Campaign t-shirts and go with her to the festival. She shares that they ended up having an incredible time and her dad is one of her biggest champions to this day. Part of Pride Month is learning to empower ourselves and that starts by building a community around us of people who accept us exactly as we are, whether it's friends, family, or a chosen community. So this year, whether you're wearing a bisexual or pansexual flag as a cape, Pride is a celebration for you too. Bisexual people come from all backgrounds, racial and ethnic groups, faith communities, socioeconomic levels, and gender identities. I personally encourage you to get your pride on because visibility helps us all find each other. Partial reminds that Brenda Howard, the mother of pride, credited for organizing the 1970 Christopher Street Gay Liberation Day Parade on the one-year anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, was actually bisexual. Happy Pride, folks! Does your favorite kind of music reveal if you're a top or a bottom? A new survey by TickPick, an online ticketing service, was interested in if the music folks listen to affects sexual preferences, attitudes, and fetishes. Over a thousand music fans, gay, straight, and all in between, responded to a survey asking if their sexual preference was to be on the top or on the bottom. That was the language they used. Now, we all know you can be, let me say, the insertive or receptive partner in either physical position, so let's take this all with a grain of salt as we don't know how folks might have interpreted the question. In any case, the survey showed fans of country music, show tunes, pop, alternative, and indie rock say they prefer being, quote, on the bottom. Country music led the way with 48% preferring the bottom bunk. On the other end of the spectrum, reggae, folk, EMD, jazz, and blues music fans tended to choose being on top. Not sure if it's the rhythm, but reggae music fans topped the graph at 37%. Interestingly, there was no question for versatile folks. Hmm. Also from the survey, the overall favorite sexual position chosen by 36% of respondents was doggy style, and BDSM was the most mentioned fetish and was the top choice of indie rock fans. For some reason, that doesn't surprise me. Role play 
was the next preferred fetish, with 47% of country music fans leading that pack. Plus, it turns out technology comes in handy for couples who have different musical tastes. 17% of respondents shared they have sex while wearing their Apple AirPods. And one last factoid, country music fans were the least likely to use contraceptives during sex with just under 50% reporting usage. And over 25% of these same country fans admitted to having one-night stands. I'll have a link in the show notes for the full results of the survey. Billy Porter, the Grammy and Tony Award-winning star of FX's Pose, dropped his latest single, an LGBTQ pride anthem titled Love Yourself, written and produced by transgender artist Dee Smith. On social media, Porter announced, I'm thrilled to be spreading the message of self-love to my community, whose humanity and worth have been up for legislation for way too long. On this 50th anniversary of Stonewall, I'm proud to unite with my LGBTQ brothers and sisters to remind the world that we're here and we ain't going nowhere. Love always wins. In the gospel-inspired up-tempo, Billy sings in a call-and-repeat with the chorus, Mirror, mirror on the wall, confidence unstoppable. Self-love is the solution. Be a part of this revolution. The 49-year-old Grammy and Tony Award winner will co-host ABC's telecast of the 2019 Pride March in New York City and serve as Grand Marshal alongside his Pose co-stars. In related news, just days after the premiere of Season 2 of Pose, with its best numbers ever in terms of viewers, FX has announced the series is already renewed for Season 3 in 2020. In a statement... FX chairman John Landgraf said, Pose has elevated our culture and the TV landscape like few shows before it, and we are honored to partner with co-creators Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Stephen Cannells on a third season. Congratulations to the whole Pose posse. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close with just a bit of Billy Porter's uplifting new song, Love Yourself. I join Billy in encouraging you to do exactly that. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.
today.